Welcome to StockInvest.us podcast. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money, and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon StockInvest.us. By using the information provided you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions. Hi, welcome to StockInvest.us podcast for week 40. Last week I told you I believe Tesla would end the week at $775. Tesla ending the week at $775.20. And even Apple, I told you I believed Apple would end the week at $143, ending the week at $142.65. Bitcoin, I told you, I believe Bitcoin will get back to previous heights. Ending the week at 48,000, it actually ended at 47,700. We're always measuring the Friday prices. And even GameStop, which is a bit harder to predict, I predicted that uh, GameStop would end the week at 178. It actually ended 176.91 cents. These predictions, these analyses, uh, we will get back to them. Uh, if you're totally new to this podcast, we will do like this. But first, I will tell you what I think uh, will happen in the week ahead of us. Some small tips to things that you can look into and keep in your awareness. Then I will do some uh, analysis of the major stock. I just mentioned this. The reason we do this is because if we get the feeling how these major stocks will do, we will get the feeling about how the market will move in general. I will uh, drop by Bitcoin and Dogecoin. Uh, we will even get to the two stock tips of the week. Last week was Excel Energy and Cadiz. How did it do? Well, you will know very shortly. In the very end, I will give you my uh, portfolio. I have several portfolios, but in all these podcasts since Christmas, we've been following the high-risk portfolio. And uh, I'll just keep you updated how this is doing. In general, I can just tell you straight now, it was uh, following the market. Dow Jones was down uh, 3.2% last week and the portfolio was actually down 311 So they were following each other. Kind of natural. But the Norwegian company Pietro Geo Service was peaking up at 580 Norwegian kroner before falling after downgraded by Investment House. But we will get to that as well. Last week, uh, I told you uh, that as long as Nasdaq remains above 14,800, everything is within what I would call normal development. But on Friday, Nasdaq ended the week at uh, 14,567 points after losing almost 500 points or 3.2%, as I just said, for the week as such. What does this mean? Well, like I said last week, we do not want Nasdaq below 14,800 because this weakens the picture quite drastically. Then 15,000, which we were struggling so hard to go above 15,000, becomes this huge resistance again. And this may be all we need for some heavy falls in the future. But we will look into the Nasdaq chart to get uh, deeper into it. But first, uh, let's look at the Dow Jones. Dow Jones fell by 1.36% last week, ending at 34,326 points. So it was not as drastic on Dow Jones as 
it was on Nasdaq. You have to remember the market's been climbing, 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 climbing forever. So these falls are quite natural. If you're a trader, uh, then you like the volatility that we had last week. You buy on the red days and you sell on the green. And I did a few of these trades. Quite successfully, I would say. It is the kind of markets which I personally like the most. So what is it that we have to look uh, fundamentally for this week? Well, as I've always uh, been mentioning uh, since, I guess it's maybe since uh, March or something, that we have to keep an eye on the Treasury yield, the inflation. And last week it was bouncing a little bit up uh, and down. And uh, that was one of the reasons why the market fell heavily, because uh, it was up at 1.6 at some point. But by end of the week, it was a good Friday, the 10-year Treasury yield uh, fell down to 146 and remained unchanged for the week before. But it is slightly climbing, and I can assure you that it will just keep sliding. For those who have followed me a very long time know I've been keeping on going about this inflation. I've been speaking about it in every single podcast that it's inevitable, it will come and it will have some consequences. And if you start uh, or if you follow other news than my podcast, you will see that now also all the others start talking about uh, inflation, inflation, inflation is here to stay after Yellen and several others said that it's not, it's just transitory, it will fade away. Uh, but now more, uh, more and more everyone says it's here to stay and they even predict that uh, due to logistic problems, uh, we saw that for instance in uh, BB uh, last week, struggling to get uh, parts uh, due to logistic problems. There's many problems. All these things, they just keep pushing prices um, up. Uh, so in my opinion, as I said in all podcasts, the inflation is here to stay. And that is the hugest challenge that we have as is. And keep an eye on the 10-year treasury yield because uh, it will give you such a good idea how market will move for every... Uh, point it moves up, you should see the same re reaction down in the exchange. And that brings me straight to the gold price. I told you I believe gold will be in $2,000 by the end of the year. And I have increased my target for a little bit longer, for one year ahead from today's data, to $2,500. Personally, I am going to uh, start switching uh, my assets over into gold-related stocks because I believe gold will hold very good uh, as inflation and all other stuff start to really creep in on us. Uh, in my opinion, there will be a recession. It's just uh, uh, when, not if it will come. But uh, we are looking just one week ahead. And right now, gold is at, uh, as I said, $1,753. I expect gold will do good in the week ahead. Uh, and we'll be very surprised if it doesn't uh, lift during the week as such. Oil uh, up a few cents, still around $76. And uh, there is no, right now there is no signs that they will go down because they struggle with some other issues like logistics, etc., uh, etc. Et so uh, my previous estimation that gold, uh, sorry, that oil will reach $100 by uh, the end of the year still is intact. But... Uh, what I previously said, I thought it would have a dip down. doesn't seem like that will happen just right now. It seems like it will just continue to be high and go even higher for the last three months uh, of this year. And uh, on uh, 
things to uh, watch out for uh, for this week. Well, on uh, this week, Pepsi will release their Q results, and that will give you an idea about inflation because they will tell you something about the acquiring cost of the goods. Uh, so you can watch uh, Pepsi. I'm pretty sure that uh, the main market will follow. The, the heavy traders will follow Pepsi very closely to see how much does all these logistic problems, all this inflation, how much does it uh, uh, affect the end yield, the actual return. And uh, we know companies, they will increase their prices to the end customer and the end customer will lose buying power and the end customer will lose buying power. You will see this also affect the markets. If there's surplus of money, they usually go into stock markets, etc. So uh, you can keep an eye on Pepsi. Uh, but most important is the Friday's job numbers. That's the one thing that you really want uh, to follow. And that makes me believe that the week until Friday could be somewhat uh, boring, nothing special, but Friday could be volatile because last time this was, was of course the August numbers a month ago, and they came in far below expectation. Everyone was thinking that it would be very good, came in very bad. This time, um, the consensus is that the unemployment rate, rate will be 5.1%. If it is drastically worse, it should really affect the markets. Uh, and if it's better uh, or even on consensus, uh, I think that it will positively affect the markets. So for this week, keep an eye on the Pepsi numbers uh, and uh, it is the job numbers on Friday. These two are the main fundamental things which I think will affect the markets. Of course, there are uh, several issues related to the latest bill, which they try to pass in the Congress. So that will also affect the market on a day-to-day -day basis. But uh, these are the things uh, to watch. And if you're very interested, you can uh, read a lot across the world about all these logistic problems and how they start to affect and how they think that uh, for instance, uh, Christmas will be very special this year. In UK, they have uh, low access to uh, items in the store, fuel, etc. Due to logistic problems, the same thing is coming to Norway. Now it's been in the salmon industry for some time, but now we expect it on general goods as well, and it's just creeping across the world. Uh, and of course, you want to follow the possible uh, property fall in China. Uh, because that story is not over yet. But we will not dwell more about this. We will go uh, straight to the XIC chart. That is the Nasdaq chart. And you can go to our webpage, tokenvest.us, type in the ticket XIC and you will get the chart. And we will just look, what do we think will happen this week? Well, if we look, we can tell that the, the market bounced up on Thursday after falling down to 14,448. It bounced up. And right now, uh, there is uh, really a lot of uh, low RSE around. This usually indicates that things should push a little up before continuing down. And uh, all these buy signals uh, that we keep following across the world, uh, they tell the same story. It's very low right now, 21%. But as I told you last week, when they are low, they can fall even lower. It's like the overbought thing. Things can go too enthusiastic when it's overbought and the same thing when it is oversold. But given the fact that Nasdaq uh, has a relative strength index of 35 right now, really no resistance up to 14,800, 
some support uh, below and until 14,400, I think that it's a fair chance that the market will move sideways or slightly up this week. But looking at the chart, we can see there is a sell signals from the long-term moving average, uh, short-term moving average. There is even this death cross between the two. The relation between these two, the long is now above the short, giving a very, very strong sell signal for the market as such. And uh, since it did not bounce up from 14,800, I expect that it will be the case. That was the threshold that we were wanting to keep above. Didn't do it, fell below. No, all of this is uh, resistance. To me, it looks like the market may push all the way back up to 14,800, 14,900, could even be 15,000, but we'll just struggle and keep uh, heading down. So everything is indicated that there is, uh, with highly likelihood, a huge change in the market from good to bad. But for the week as such, uh, there are things indicating that uh, Markets would move sideways, uh, not uh, very much. Push a little upwards could be 14,800 on high and 14,400 on low. At the same time, you have to remember in a situation like this, if it falls below 14,448, it can just drop straight down to 14,000 on scary move. These are the very, very typical uh, situations when supports resistance are broken. And this time it's about the market as such. So the end conclusion for the market this week is that I uh, remain actually pretty positive uh, that uh, we will be able to uh, see some green during this week. But for sure, much tougher, much more volatile, but that's uh, where you can make money if you are a trader. And this brings us uh, straight to the first uh, of these big companies that we analyze, we will go through them very quickly. Uh, but if you rewind back to what I said last week about Apple and falling down to 142, it fell to 141.50. So this is the very nice thing about technical analysis is that it really works. These support resistance levels are in general a very good indicator of the likelihood of what will happen. Um, and if you are totally new and you do not understand what I'm talking about, I can just advise you go to stockinvest.us, type in a ticker, for instance, in this case, Apple. You will see our chart on the right side. You will see some gray bars. This is just how many people bought and sold shares on different levels. The idea is simply if you bought Apple, let's say at $142. Uh, the price is just uh, above $142 now you will be a little resistant to sell because you are still in profit. You believe that the stock has a fair chance to go up. This way, whenever a stock is uh, pushed down, the, the amount of positive people will uh, see it as a buying opportunity. The opposite thing is if it goes up. Right now, there is tons and tons of people who bought Apple in very good faith at $146, sitting in loss, being very scared if the stock moves up. Many of these will simply start to sell their stock, and that is how resistance work. So you'll see that around, in this case, you will see when the Apple hits around 146, you should see volume go up in a negative way. That it will come out a lot of sell orders, uh, and you need that momentum to break up. So momentum is just, 
the amount of interest in a stock and you need it. And in a falling market, if the market is red, it's very hard to build momentum. Usually that has to be done uh, with some news or some Reddit time or whatever that pushes this momentum uh, up. If the market is uh, weak, red or even horizontal, it's hard to build momentum and you usually don't manage to see these breaks. And right now, uh, Apple is just a reflection of the Nasdaq chart. Huge resistance at 146. I do not manage to see how it will be able to break up from that. Has the same thing. Uh, a uh, that start from the moving averages. That is sell signal from the short and the long. Uh, that the uh, RSE is low, indicating that it should be able to push up. But with all this resistance around 146, later 148, I do not manage to see how it will push up. It has to be some major thing lifting the market in a euphoric way. Uh, it could, of course, be uh, Fed supporting something, or but it has to be an extremely good news to push the market uh, above and uh, to get Apple above. I've been negative uh, for several weeks since uh, Apple hit 100. I was positive all the way up to 157 and I started uh, reducing my targets lower and lower and lower. But for the week as such, I actually think there is a fair chance that Apple will move between 142 and $148. Uh, only uh, small movements above 146 because that's the main resistance. But I find it... Uh, very likely, very possible that the Apple 40 week as such will be positive, move up 246, maybe even break it before falling down, or it starts a little bit slow and then move up 246 by the end of the week. Last week, the target was $143. I am very tempted to keep the same target, but find it very realistic that... Uh, uh, Apple actually can manage to gain a little bit. So for a week as such, I will actually increase uh, the target to $144. Uh, so you can see I'm a little bit uh, optimistic. Uh, it will be the first time that I move the target up uh, in several weeks. That doesn't mean that I uh, remain positive. I just say that for this week, I believe Apple have a fair chance of moving sideways, even slightly up. And ending the week at 144. After that, it should continue down. So that's for the more long-term view. Drop quickly by uh, Microsoft, of course. Uh, usually these stocks follow uh, each other somewhat. And uh, Microsoft had a bad week last week, but ended very uh, nicely on Friday. It managed to push up uh, quite much from 282 all the way up to 200. $89. So it had a nice move uh, on Friday. Shows somewhat the same. It's low on relative strength index, but in these cases, things can uh, still go even worse. Same uh, situation as not, uh, in the Nasdaq chart as in the Apple chart. There is this major buy, uh, so the sell signals from the moving averages where the long is above the short. And uh, we can uh, go to the 12 month chart to see uh, how it is. And you will see that uh, for months, uh, actually for a year, uh, Microsoft been having a straight up buy signal from the long-term moving average. But now we can see a change in the short term and 
Pretty soon, if this situation continues moving sideways or down, you will see a huge sell signal also in the long-term chart. For the week as such, I believe that the $282 support will hold. Uh, could move all the way up to uh, $294, but should fall back. For the week as such, I do not manage to see uh, Microsoft end very much higher than it is today. Uh, last uh, week, the target was uh, $295. I was uh, off by roughly $5. I was a little bit too high. And this week, I will keep a target of $290 for Microsoft. That brings us uh, to Tesla. And uh, the Tesla chart, uh, as I told you, I believe Tesla would go all the way up to 800 uh, could go as high as 900, uh, but that's it. And I will be out of this trade, which I advise you all the way from 560. I told you just get in to Tesla and uh, with the same expectation that it will go to 800, maybe 900 before uh, things will turn to the worst. Right now, everything looks very nice in the, the chart. It's within a strong, nice uh, rising trend. It's in the upper part of the trend. Usually that means a horizontal movement could fall slightly down to 760 but in general everything looks what i uh, would say good volume following the stock nicely all of these things are good good signs so technically there is uh, for the short term for the week ahead of us there is nothing saying that the tesla will do bad uh, my very best guess is that it will fall down to the support at 760 bounce up could go higher than 790, not sure of it, but I don't think it will go higher than 800. It will struggle with this uh, resistance level. And I have my reasons why I believe 800, looking at long-term chart, etc., or 8 and 900 will be the very end of this uh, upturn. So uh, I don't see Tesla as a good buy right now. If you are in the stock, you just want to ride it. You do the same thing like I do. We just ride it as long as it goes because I know might not be correct. It may go 1,200, 1,400. Who really knows? Tesla done crazy things before. Market done crazy things before. But uh, when I get out, I will not get in. So I ride Tesla with a very wide uh, stop loss in the anticipation, uh, anticipation that we are getting to uh, the very end. For a week as such, between 760, could be 800 high. Ending the week, my guess it will end somewhere very close to it is today. So for this week, I will keep the same target for Tesla, which I had last week, which was $775. And one more stop before we head to the crypto. Uh, we will go to the uh, GameStop uh, stock and see what we can do. With GameStop, GameStop uh, it's a little bit harder to say. I've been very negative to GameStop for the last few weeks, saying that it would go down. Right now, uh, I can say straight away that I am positive and think that uh, it will go up this week. Has the same thing like uh, all the previous stocks which I mentioned. Has this sell signal uh, between for the relation between the two moving averages. There is sell from both of them both the long and the short term, but it's extremely low on the relative strength index, only 26. If you look at the chart, you can see that it's slightly turning up. Uh, and uh, 
I think it's a fair chance uh, that uh, GameStop will be able to do a small run upwards to 190. So of course you can try this trade, but you have to remember with very little uh, support below, the risk is very high. The next support level is 170, later 160, 150. So it may very easily drop down to these uh, levels. It's a highly speculative uh, trade if you go in now. I don't manage uh, by any means to see GameStop go about 200. It has to be something very, 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 very special. And before that even happens, you will see it in the volume. Because right now, volume is very, very low. There's hardly any interest in GameStop as is. But for the week as such, uh, the low, uh, which I think can be the very low, is 170. And the high, I think, could be 190, indicating that uh, GameStop will move somewhere between these two levels. Just to take a wild guess, I think it will be a slow rise where GameStop actually managed to gain uh, a little bit every day, ending the week at $185. So I will increase uh, the target for uh, GameStop for the week uh, as such. We are now heading to the Bitcoin, but I will just do it. A quick recap uh, about the stock and the market. What you have to take into consideration is that all the stocks I mentioned, they are balancing on support levels. I uh, are believing that the support will hold. That is what I anticipate. But <clears throat> if it's broken, it will get very bad. So all these stocks, which I mentioned, even though I say some levels, if the support is broken, if you have a very, very red day, uh, right now, everything indicates that the market will open uh, slightly red. If you have a very red day, very scary day, could be some China news or whatever, nothing will hold and this will just burst through the support for very hard. So you have to keep that in consideration. The risk is now much, much higher than it has been in a long time. But for the stock market, for the uh, stocks, as I said um, in the very beginning of the podcast, I think market will be uh, horizontal, slightly green. Uh, I see the same thing in the charts. I believe there is a fair chance that we will have a green market uh, this week. And that means pick up for a lot of stocks or what I like to call bottom fishing. Not well more about it. I will go straight to Bitcoin. Last week I said I believe Bitcoin will end on Friday by $48,000, ending at $47,700. And uh, it is nice to be uh, correct. Not uh, you cannot uh, be correct all the time. I'm usually extremely correct about the direction, uh, whether it's go off. Sometimes it can be a little bit off, but you can try for yourself to be spot on the dollars. It's very hard. But if you look at the Bitcoin chart, we can see that uh, things are really building up nice. I like what I see. I really, really like it. And uh, as I said before, I think Bitcoin might just go uh, very high. The very exciting thing now is that it's pushing towards 50,000. If it goes above $50,000, there is very little resistance and you should see much more rapid move. And again, if you have followed me for a long time, you know that I said the same thing the last time. When it was pushing to 50, just get it good enough above 50,000 and it will run off. Uh, then it was back when it was 30,000, I said it will go to 50,000. We followed all the way up to 50,000. I said that just get properly above 50,000 and it will run very nicely. 
It did manage it, uh, stopped at 52,600, then fell back, but this is also a very natural kind of correction. If you look at the chart, and I recommend you to do that now and then because your brain is a brilliant instrument. It managed to capture a lot of things that uh, is not in your conscious. A brain analyzed by itself is very good for pattern recognition. It's a part uh, of humanity, something we inherit from when we were made. Once upon a time, managing to see patterns and trying to understand things and predict things before. So look at the chart. You will see what I see. What I mean. The the the, uh, the crypto is within a very nice uh, pricing trend. It's moving up from the bottom of the trend as it should do. That was the forty thousand support. Now it has buy signals from the short-term moving average, long-term moving average, and very uh, soon, if it managed to keep above it, we'll get this general buy signal from the relation between these two. And uh, the same goes for these gray bars, which is accumulated volume and support. You'll see that above 50,000 is very few of them, which means that it can move very fast once it's above 50,000. And I believe that will be the case. It could bounce uh, downwards, of course, but with very, 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 very strong support at 46,000, 44,000, I don't manage to see it fall. It has to be something very bad for it to fall, then it will fall all the way to 42,000 just to bounce straight up. It could be a big whale selling, who knows, it's crypto. But if I was positive last week, well, I'm even more positive now. Uh, Bitcoin being... Uh, crypto been and lately not only Bitcoin but uh, the rest of the crypto been moving very very slowly you know uh, we are used to a very volatile uh, crypto but Bitcoin been moving very slowly except for last part uh, for last week when it's suddenly start to move uh, nicely again I think this volatility will continue uh, everything tells me that there is High, high chance that Bitcoin will go to $52,000 by uh, end of week. Could even go higher. Um, no matter what, I'm very certain it will be a positive week. Uh, I will put a target of $52,000 uh, being that bullish. Uh, but you should uh, not be surprised if it moves uh, sideways. But again, uh, we push a target upwards for Bitcoins. I'm very positive to Bitcoin. You may ask why I'm positive to Bitcoin. Well, I was positive for the market as well. If you just remember what I said a few minutes ago, I believe markets will be sideways. I believe Bitcoin holds uh, sideways are up and I believe Bitcoin will be uh, up. Bitcoin is in a better position than the market, in my opinion. And that brings us uh, to the uh, last one. Uh, in this case, it's Dogecoin. I said last week, I believe Dogecoin will end at 26 cents. Did not do that, ended at 22. But the good thing is that Bitcoin has moved very much up, while Dogecoin has not moved that much up. And that gives room for uh, Dogecoin uh, to pick up as well. I am a little biased. I have bought Bitcoin and Dogecoin. I bought Bitcoin uh, at 30,000. I bought uh, several Dogecoin at 20 cents, filled up two times. So I'm, I'm what you will call bias. You have to remember that. But if you look at the chart, you will see it's the bottom of the trend uh, moving up, giving buy signals from the short-term moving average. And a little bit more, it will give buy signals from the long-term moving average. Volume is extremely low. There's hardly any interest. And you want that. That's exactly what you want when the stock is at the very low end of a trend. 
because you want the next build-up to be on the rising volume. So what we want to see is interest getting back to TOCO and pushing it upwards to 26, 28, 30, and it should go as high as 36, but not this week. Last week was target 26 cents. Uh, I have to be positive uh, and believe that it will be 28 cents high. Been off uh, for Dogecoin, keep that in mind, but the direction is uh, up and that is where I believe it will go. And that, my friends, brings us uh, to the trading tips for the, the week. Uh, and a quick recap, uh, if you are new, we have uh, so far only two uh, trades with loss. We had to sell Cardis with a loss, was taken by stop loss, 445. Uh, we lost 4.45%. And SQ was uh, cut uh, at 377. So these are the two stocks uh, in all these weeks, which went, the trade went bad. The rest of them, Nivida up 13.45% profit was sold. AMC was sold with 22.16% and Moderna with 8.45%. So we have plenty of profit still. But what about this week? Last week, uh, I said I would keep uh, Nevro, uh, but I would rebuy Cardis. Uh, and I said I would try to do some bottom fishing in Excel Energy. And last week was last week. Uh, it was much up and down. None of, uh, none of the... Stocks were triggered by stop loss and wide stop loss for these, especially call this was uh, wide. Nevru ending the week at 120.04. So far, this trade been with us for two weeks now uh, is down minus 1.97%. Did far better than the market as such last week, but I still like everything I see in Nevro. So I keep Nevro. I did not close it last week. I will not, uh, maybe I will close it this week, but I think it's a good choice. Excel Energy ending the week at 62.49, up 0.08% so far. So it's a positive trade. I did not close Excel Energy either last week after buying it on Monday. I bought it in the early morning at 6.44 cents. Was not able to get that exact minimum, that exact uh, low, but very happy with the trade. I also did, as I said, I would try a rebuy in KDS. So I bought KDS at 7.2 uh, in the morning. Neither that was the very low. It's hard to hit the exact low, but I uh, was patient waiting and uh, got in at 7.2. Thought the trade was going to do very well, but on Friday, KDS ended at 6.81, is down minus 5.42%. So, um, it's still in, uh, in the portfolio because I believe it will pick up. It's just hard when the market is uh, red. It is close to being sold because we will not dig ourselves down to a very huge minus in the stock. So today could be the day that it will just be uh, cut on a stop loss. We will see. So far, uh, it is open Nevro, Excel Energy and Cadiz. And uh, due to markets being volatile, due to the situation where we can expect huge falls in the market, help us. I will not get to, I will not buy two new stocks today. I have three open positions. We will keep them open. Nevro, Excel Energy, and KDIS. These will be the trades this week, which we will see if we close. And you wonder if you're a new listener, well, that doesn't help me much. Well, as 
I still believe they will go up. I believe they are a good buy as is. Right now, it's a good buy. You can get Nevro at $120. You can get Excellent G at $62.49. KD is at $6.8 right now. I believe they will do good a week. If not, if I did not believe that, I would sell them. So they remain in in and uh, they remain uh, in my trading portfolio but it also is the stock tips of the week i think there is money to be made in these three stocks and we're getting to the very end of the podcast and it's the high risk portfolio and i'm slowly slowly uh, reducing uh, my exposure in the high risk and over this year uh, I've been uh, having so many good trades stocks been sold I rebought them it's called accumulation building up a very nice uh, portfolio and uh, just to give a quick recap if you haven't been we closed for instance autos with uh, 94% uh, profit we closed uh, Ur Energy with 95% profit. We closed Zoom with 62% profit, but we have some losses as well. Ukugen, which still is in the portfolio, is down 20% since we bought it. But it's a highly, highly volatile stock. Uh, and that is the reason why it's not cut. I believe Ukugen will do good. It is just that exact day. Several times been very positive, very green, even in portfolio, but was not sold simply because I have no uh, stop loan on this one. Diffusion pharmaceuticals uh, remain unchanged. Neo uh, boring at 35.38. Tesla doing good, Neo is not doing so good, but I still believe it's the right place to be. Uh, Electric cars. PGS had this amazing run to 540 last week just to get uh, downgraded by an analyst uh, on Friday, causing a 21% fall. Closing at 4.31 Norwegian Kroner, but still huge, huge profit in this portfolio, but it was majorly profit when it was 540. Not sure it will be able to gain this much uh, this week. Uh, take some time for the market to accumulate and get for the Petrogeo service stocks to accumulate and get back to several levels. The reason it was downgraded is because it has much depth and the analyst house was unsecure how they will uh, treat this debt. But uh, I've been so long in the markets and I know the Norwegian market very, very well and I know especially these trading houses. When they give a buy recommendation, they want someone to sell. When they give a sell recommendation, they usually want some of the major investors to buy. It is more the case than it's not the case. I believe uh, downgrading Petrogeos, they downgraded Petrogeos, their service down to one Norwegian Kroner with a target of one Norwegian Kroner. I think that is a tactical play. They want some major players in. we will see. Uh, I have a stop limit uh, for Petrogeo service. If it goes below 380, it will be sold while it still is in huge profit. We will see how it will do. Uh, we follow it every week, uh, but I believe it will continue upwards. Our Bluetooth 428 and uh, this uh, crazy small little stock velocity energy doesn't move at all because there is simply no trading. It is this pink stock and you should be very, very careful when buying pink stocks. 
usually in used Steven stocks uh, and can get very illiquid. And that, my friends, uh, is uh, the end of this podcast. It's 40 minutes again. I always try to uh, shorten my podcast. But when starting to talk, there is so much to talk about. And I hope, I really hope that you as a listener are able to uh, get something concrete out of these things, that you're able to make some better uh, trades, put uh, some green into your bank. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time because that's the total idea of this. is not just to talk, but to enable you to make uh, more profit and reduce your losses. That's uh, the, the thing. And I will just uh, end uh, there with a, a final piece uh, of advice. If you are uh, uncertain to go into a stock or not, don't do it. When you have that right feeling to go into a stock, follow your intuition, go into the stock. Just make sure uh, that you have a very clear picture of when you will sell and why you would sell. And usually that should be a stop loss. Like you will take, if it falls 5%, you will just cut your losses. Eventually you will build up this understanding when you're making uh, wrong and right decisions. Uh, because if you keep playing on uncertainty, you will never be able to know what was exact reason why you bought. But if you buy every time you're certain, uh, you will know why you were certain. And if you go uh, into our podcast history, you will find a podcast with me and Jared Tendler. is working with professional people uh, in terms of understanding how to improve your decision making and what makes you do the wrong choices. I recommend you have a quick uh, listen to that podcast because it is about decision making understanding what is it that trigger your wrong uh, trades and uh, some of you might be smiling now because uh, you will recognize yourself most of you have done this mistake you have sold just before the stock moved up again you were sitting uh, in profit uh, stock went up then you went all the way down uh, to the basement and when you were sweating too much you decided to sell just to see maybe even just a few minutes after selling or the day after selling the stock moving very fast up and you could have cut your losses drastically or even made profit there are several reasons this happens uh, you have to understand your trading pattern your decision making or you can use uh, in combination very good tools uh, Buy on red days, sell on green days, write down your stop losses and preferably write down the reason why do you buy this exact company. <clears throat> and on a final note, at our page stockinvest.us, we have added insider trading. So now you can go to your uh, major stock Apple or whatever it is. Uh, uh, because for US market and major stocks, you can now see how the investor insiders are trading. And you can see something called insider ratio. And usually that uh, is the case. Uh, the insider trades usually follow the stock price. If the in uh, insiders are very positive, usually you see it reflect in uh, the stock price going up. These tends to correlate. So that's just another good piece of advice if you're planning to buy a stock. Have a quick look uh, at our page, Stock Investor US. Type in your ticker, find the stock. You will see the insiders on the very first tech comment page, 
but you can also see all trades clicking on the tab insiders and there you will see who did the last trades uh, were they buying were they selling and how much and that will might give you an idea about what the insider thinks about the company and not to confuse you there might be several reasons why people buy or sell there could be options expiring and there could be uh, several reasons so there, there, there is a little bit more to it there is a little bit deeper than just look at the buy ratio uh, buy and sell ratio it's a little deeper than that but in general general it will help you hope you will have excellent week that you will have some uh, green numbers on your trading screen and uh, we will speak in just a week bye